Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, October 20th, 2016. Before I get started, I want to uh, thank everybody that came to uh, Catherine Austin Fitz's uh, dinner party for the organ, virtual organ crowdfund launch last Saturday. I really enjoyed meeting everybody. It was a lot of fun for me. I hope it was for you. Uh, we managed to talk for about... Uh, four hours so it was a lot of fun and i want to thank everybody for coming anyway today the nefarium has been busy there's a couple of very very short stories uh in fact one is so short that you're going to be astonished that i'm spending any time with it but it is uh i think has all the possibilities of being a geopolitical earthquake because it seems that Japan and Germany are busy. Uh, in Germany's case, it, it might be the case that Frau Merkel has been showing faint signs of sanity lately. This is an article that was published in RT. Merkel calls for national push to deport rejected migrants from Germany. And this is a story that RP picked up from Reuters. Listen carefully to this because I'm going to suggest some high-octane speculation here. Uh, if Merkel is really serious, I'm going to suggest some speculation to watch for. If not, it's more political fluff. But here's a couple of paragraphs uh, toward the beginning of this short article. Quote, Merkel said that when migrants come in small numbers, those who were rejected who were rejected the right to stay in Germany were not deported rigorously enough. Oh, yeah, you think, Angela? Last year's record influx of asylum seekers showed that such soft practices must be put to an end. Quote, we need a national push to deport those who are rejected. That's indisputable, and we're working hard on that at the moment, unquote. Merkel told a conference of the youth wing of her party, that would be the Christian Democratic Union, in Paderborn on Saturday. The chancellor said deporting illegal immigrants is another element of Germany's refugee policy. She also stressed that those who were granted asylum must be integrated into German society. The commitment to deporting illegal migrants out of the country, according to Merkel, will require certain administrative measures, mainly increases in staff at immigration centers at the municipal level. Now, all of this is in response to something that this article notes toward the end of it. Merkel faced criticism for her open-door policy, and her conservative party lost supporters to the anti-immigrant uh, alternative for Germany party. Uh, party in last year, in this year's, pardon me, this year's local elections. Now, it's that intriguing phrase that Merkel uh, purportedly used that those who are granted asylum must be integrated into German society. Now, there's two ways I, I'm reading this here, folks, and there's really no good middle ground. Clearly, Merkel's getting the message that her policy is not very popular, not only in, in Germany, but in the rest of the European Union. So we either have here a case of a politician making more promises that she has absolutely no intention of living up to, or 
we're going to see something very interesting, and I'm crawling way out on the twig of high-octane speculation here. I suspect that if she is serious, then we might be looking at a, a, an attempt to, so to speak, redefine Islam, not so much as a religion, but as an ideology. And I think that that is perfectly justifiable given some recent critical scholarship about the origins of the religion. Now, if you want to know what I'm talking about, it, there's a webinar in the, in the members area of my website. But there's some very interesting recent historical scholarship about the origins of the religion. So if she does redefine it, or at least move in that direction, then I would suspect that you're going to see the Germans and for that matter, the rest of the EU push for a law at the EU level, if they cannot do so at the national level, that they will push for a law that will require as admittance into the country an absolute renunciation of the tenets of Sharia law to be admitted into the country. Now, if that's the case, if Merkel goes that route, then she will probably make up and gain a lot of the lost traction that she's shown so far, all right? But that's high-octane speculation, folks. Her track record so far on this issue is not good. And I am inclining to the view that she is really doing nothing here but spewing political fluff to try and keep some of her youth in 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 the party and loyal to her and to her party so that's what's going on right now in germany it could be big but chances are it's small all right but now let's go around the world to the other <laughs> former axis power meaning japan and I, I saw this little article. Whoever sent it to me, I really want to thank you because this is a doozy if it's true. Now, this appears on a, a website I have not had much chance to check out. It's called Kateon, and it looks to me like it might be some sort of Russian Orthodox church website, all right? But this story, it, it carries a lot of uh, geopolitical news. And this little story really caught my attention. Listen carefully. Fumio Kishida is going to visit Moscow. And this is dated yesterday, Wednesday, the 19th of October, 2016. And it was released apparently at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know if that's Tokyo time, Moscow time, but this is a story from yesterday. Quote, the Minister for Foreign Affairs of Japan, Fumio Kishida, is going to visit Moscow at the beginning of December. Moreover, this trip is going to be part of the preparation of the visit of the Russian president to Japan. Vladimir Putin will visit the land of the rising sun in the middle of December and will meet with the current prime minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe. Now stop right there, that's significant enough. This is going to be, as far as I recall, the first time a Russian head of state has visited Japan, and the two leaders are having a summit in Tokyo. 
notice who wasn't invited <laughs> okay in the run-up to vladimir putin's visit to japan it was reported listen to this very carefully that the authorities agreed to recognize russia's right to two of the four disputed Kuril islands shikotan and Habomai, to sign with our country a peace treaty unquote now sorry for the garbled english there that's just the way it's written now stop and and consider that folks these islands have been the sore spot of contention between russia and japan formally signing and ending a peace treaty ending world war ii because at the very end of world war ii the russians of course declared war on japan occupied these islands and the japanese have never since recognized the russian occupation nor have they signed any treaty or any formal treaty of peace with russia recognizing the russian occupation and ending formally the state of war between the two countries so technically they're still at war guys now this is interesting to me because what this signals i think is that japan is willing to go a certain distance with russia drop its claims on two of the islands number one in order to get some sort of memorandum of understanding perhaps even a formal peace treaty between the two nations signed in tokyo when president putin goes to visit prime minister abe all right now to me this is huge folks this is a geopolitical earthquake because i've been saying all along russia needs japan as the counterbalance to growing chinese influence in siberia Japan needs Russian energy, which is close to hand, not interdictable by the Chinese or the Americans. And this plays very, very well with Mr. Abe's uh, rearmament policy. So something huge here is in the works. There's been a sea change, apparently, if this story is true, and that's a big if. I don't know anything about this website. But if this story is true, there has been a change in the Japanese attitude toward these islands. Now, the question, the real question is, what is Japan getting in return for this? And my bet is that over the long term, and, and this is a story that emerged a couple years ago, I blogged about it, over the long term, Russia is going to support a permanent japanese seat in the u.n security council that's number one plus a few other things concessions to japanese investors uh, that would amount to billions if not trillions of dollars in siberian development so there's huge stuff going on here with this impending russo-japanese summit in tokyo this is a huge development this is one definitely to watch folks all right that's it for my news and views from the nefarium for this day thursday october 20th 2016 again i want to thank everybody so very much for coming to uh catherine austin fitz's party in tulsa i want to remind all of our african and european website members that we do have a members vid chat tomorrow afternoon at 2 p.m u.s central time all right bye bye and god bless everybody i'll see you on the flip side